Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Let's go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, where Jay Delsing is standing by, former PGA pro, proprietor of Wild Crush out in town and country. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Hey, guys, good morning. What's happening? Hey, we always like having you on the show, and so often on this show with you, we tend to touch on live golf, and Carrie and I were talking about the needle mover in golf, Tiger Woods, how fun it is to talk about actual golf that's taking place, and we don't know what Tiger's going to do over the next two or next round or three, but it sure is fun to have him out there, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It was it was incredible. I mean, the entire... To say that Tiger moves a needle isn't even descriptive enough, you guys. I mean, he he rocks the golf world. I mean, he wins the the um, the the pip um, contest by just opening his window or something. You know, he doesn't have to do anything. And and I think he he won the the twelve million bucks last year. So, I think what's really cool, you guys, is as his career has taken another. Gosh, kind of crazy turn with the accident and and all those things, which is about it. It's about a two-year anniversary, I think, of, of this week. It, it's it's neat to see him be more involved with the tour, be more involved with with what's going on, what's happening, what you know, what direction we're going to try to head to, and uh, and 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 that because otherwise he was so focused on his career and so focused on breaking records and winning golf events that uh, you know that he he wasn't much involved like that before. Hey, speaking of that, doesn't he? He seems more personable now. I mean, I'm watching him laugh with Justin Thomas and, and Rory during their their first round. It doesn't seem like 10, 15, 20 years ago he was willing to even allow those people into his circle and have fun, uh, at least outwardly to to us while we're watching. No, you're absolutely right, Kerry. I mean, it's a great catch because he 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 is. Well, if you think about what's happened to him, my gosh, I mean, we watched one of the most public karma sandwiches, you know, un- oh, yeah. unfold. And it, and it didn't last for a minute, guys. It lasted for almost 10 years. I mean, he, he, it, it was tough. And, and I, I don't know how he, how he personally dealt with all of that. I mean, we are talking about a really strong, mentally strong guy. Did you see, by the way, and there was a, a tweet on the Twitter machine that uh, Matthew sent us last night, that he outdrove Just, Justin Thomas, and then as they're walking down the, the fairway, he hands Justin Thomas covertly a feminine hygiene product? <laughs> I did not see that, but I, 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 it doesn't surprise me at all. Guys, there is, there is more of that. There, there are more little, little innuendos and things like that that go on. And, and I can't tell you what was said, but I was a rookie on the PGA Tour, and I was playing in the Manufacturer Hanover's Classic in New York, and I was playing with J.C. Sneed. And we were on the, bike, we were on the green. And our, the third person that we were, were playing with 
had had done something that was delaying us. So he and I were standing on off the side of the green. And you'd die if I told you what he told me. I, <laughs> I didn't know whether to laugh or to run. I was just like, holy smokes. And, and, um, and, and later that week, I played with um, a guy named Ed Fiore, who was known, nicknamed as a grip because he had this horrible grip, but it was really a great player. And I had never been given so much grief in a, in a round of golf. I mean, I, I finally said to him on the 18th tee, I'm, I'm like, I don't even know who you are, man. Why, why are you picking on me so much? And he said, oh, son, he goes, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't even talk to you. And I said, is that a bad thing? I said, I'd rather have you not talk to me. I don't even know who you are. I don't care about, you know, you. And anyway, it, it was an interesting kind of uh, trial out there. And, and but, but Tiger doing that, I, I also noticed, guys, that Tiger changed balls this week to try to up his ball speed. And I watched, oh, gosh, as much of it as I could yesterday. And he was smashing that driver. Hey, Jay, which Tiger is better for golf? Is it the, the version that we're seeing now, more playful, more more open, or is it the one that dominated and, and, and really seemed like he had no friends and it was all about you know that internal drive and that focus? That's a great question, Kerry. I, I would probably have to say the first one because we wouldn't because the, the kinder, gentler Tiger that we're seeing now wouldn't matter as much mm-hmm. if he wasn't so, so dominating, but you know, just in terms of a human being, and 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 I mean, it's a, he's he, he softened just a great deal. I mean, you you listen to his press conferences now, and, and I mean, they talked about Arnold Palmer and Gary Player playing fifty Masters events, and he looked at him and said, "Guys, don't even ask me the next question. There's no way I'm making anywhere close to that." So he's the the what happened to his leg, you guys is. Um, I have heard, and I may have mentioned this before, that the doctor said for, you know, if it were probably you and I, they would have just amputated. This leg was really, really in bad shape. Jay Delsing with us on 101 ESPN. Hey, Jay, a couple more things. Number one, when you look at the statistics this year, when you look at the FedEx Cup points, Rahm is number one, no surprise there. Max Home is up there at number two, Keegan Bradley. Uh, you've got Scotty Scheffler, who's number one in the world now at number five. You've got Finau at number seven. Has anybody... So far this year, and I know we're only seven uh, really big events in nine events total. Has anybody impressed you where the the game has changed for them? And you think, okay, that's a person now that has a chance to win a major that I didn't think had a chance before. Yeah, Randy, Tony Finau comes right to the top list. And Max Homa is, is getting there as well. When you see what happens to these guys, and they're really, really good players, and they've won events before but they haven't won consistently. Something changes in their confidence level. I really don't believe it's much in their game. It's not like, oh, my gosh, I found this key. It's in their confidence level. And Tony Finau sticks out to me because he had so many near misses. I think at one point in time he had one win on the PGA Tour, but then had, I think, seven second-place finishes or six second-place finishes. And then then he he won. And you, you could see something um, – you know, because he had played a lot of really, really good golf, and he didn't lose events. Someone else just took them from him and played better, which which does happen. But if you get yourself up the leaderboard often enough, guys will, will screw stuff up, and events will be handed to you. And he won his second event, I think, this year. It might have even been the first one. I, I can't remember. It was, But it was the event up in, in Minneapolis, the 3M, where he didn't play his best. And he still won the tournament because everybody else around him 
Scott Piercy had a big lead, and there was another uh, gentleman that was up there that played well that just didn't just couldn't quite close the door. And Tony Finau came away with that win, and then he rattled off two more wins after that. And he's got incredible uh, game, guys. Just a lot of game. Hey, Jay, you, you talk a lot about the, the mental aspect of golf. And I was wondering, when you're looking at the golf rankings, and let's say you move up to, to top 10 and top 5, it has to give a shot to your confidence in a positive direction. But if you're a top 5 player and you drop, let's say, to a 50th or 60th or, or maybe out of the top 100, how much does that impact you mentally uh, with your golf game? Oh, my gosh, Kerry, a lot. I mean, it, it happens a lot. It, it's um... – because w- w- what that says in a nutshell, you know, is obviously I'm not playing very well. Mm-hmm. And it's been sustained. You know, one of the things that snowballs, and you know this um, as a professional athlete, Kerry, is that, is that you get in your own head and it gets scary in there because you start <laughs> ruminating those negative thoughts and then all of a sudden, you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't catch a pass or you can't, you know, make a block that you typically do. And, and for golfers, it's, you know, you may not be able to get this thing in from two feet. Your, your mind starts playing tricks with you and runs, and, and you start getting those, you know, it, 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 they take Ricky Fowler, for example. Now, Ricky went back and, and is back with, um, um, uh, with uh, Harmon, with Butch Harmon, and his, his, he's had a couple of top tens this year, and his game is showing signs of revitalization. But prior to that, I think, Kerry, he was out of the top 200 mm. in the world. And so... You know, it, I mean, that's some dark days because that's a, a good solid year of playing poorly. And and um, sometimes, I mean, we've seen guys like the Ian Baker Finches of the world and the Chip Becks of the world go from leading the money list to falling off the off the PGA Tour because this game can do that to you, and make you completely nuts. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm right here, a, a, a walking, talking, you know, version of that. <laughs> Jay, I, I tell people all the time when I was uh, a sophomore or my redshirt freshman year at Illinois, I couldn't catch a pass. And our head coach said, hey, if Kerry is in the game and this play is called, call a timeout. We're, we're not throwing it to him. I don't care what it is. I don't care how many timeouts we have. I don't care what part of the game. Where it was, My confidence was that shot that I just couldn't catch anything. And then conversely, once you start feeling better and working on it and, and now you, you, you feel like you are able to catch everything, it kind of changes. It is all mental. It's really never physical. No, Kerry, I, I love this story about the great Larry Bird when he was at Indiana State. I think he was having a terrible night. He was two for seventeen or eighteen, and um, and there they were. Uh, there was a tight game at ten minutes, ten seconds left in the game. And a timeout was called, and the coach ran the typical play. He said, "Look, you know, here's what we're going to do. Larry, come off the screen, and you shoot your, you know, your eighteen footer or whatever." And and he hit the shot, won the game, and. Afterwards, they said to Larry, I mean, how did you do that? You couldn't hit the broadside of a barn today. He said, do you know what kind of shooter I am? Because I was so due. I figured if I just threw that thing up, it was due to go in because I'm that good. So there's certain players and that, that have that mentality that I feel like in, in the MLB, they, they come out and they're, they're looking to try to make it into the Hall of Fame. And there's other guys like me that was, when it got going bad, I started wondering, gosh, what happened to me? Where'd I go? And you just get lost for a time. Hey, Jay, who do you have on the show on Sunday? I got Lee Trevino, and, and, the, and I've got um, uh, J.R. Remspetcher. He's a local teacher down at Family Golf and Learning Center. And we're all, you know, Danny Mack and I are doing the uh, Beyond the Fairways uh, podcast. It's going to drop the 1st of March. 
And so we're really excited. Lee Trevino, guys, what, what a character he is. Great story. He wouldn't go into locker rooms, guys. Really? He wouldn't go in the, No, he, wouldn't, he said he didn't want to waste time. So he was changing his shoes in the parking lot at Augusta National. That didn't go over. So. <laughs> I bet they got upset about that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, great to have you with us, Jay. Thanks. Have a great weekend. You guys, too. Thank you. See you later. That's Jay Delsing. You can hear him at 9 o'clock Sunday morning with Lee Trevino on 101 ESPN. It's Golf with Jay Delsing.